Hello, hello, hello. What a blessing and honor for each of you to join us on this special day for the Hour of Excellence. The theme is, it's about our children, our outstanding dignitaries who are destined for greatness. Let's continue to love and pray for our children because they are truly someone special. Please enjoy today's presentation. Nursery rhymes are short verses and songs for children. They tell a quick story in a few lines. Their clever use of language makes them easy to remember and usually impossible to forget. Nursery rhymes are entertaining for children to hear because they sometimes have silly subjects. A popular nursery rhyme for babies is Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Star. This is Mozart, Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Star. Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Star is a lullaby song and one of the most beloved nursery rhymes, which is why so many people have composed to it, including Mozart. Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Star, how I wonder what you are, up above the world so high, like a diamond in the sky. Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Star, how I wonder what you are. A fun fact, there are two more verses. When the blazing sun is gone, when he nothing shines upon, then you show your little light, twinkle, twinkle all the night, twinkle, twinkle, little star, how I wonder what you are. Then the traveler in the dark thanks you for your tiny spark. He could not see which way to go. If you did not twinkle so, twinkle, twinkle, little star, how I wonder what you are.
Jack and Jill. Who can resist the tale of the mischievous siblings who made it to the top of the hill only to roll all the way back down? Jack and Jill went up the hill to fetch a pail of water. Jack fell down and broke his crown, and Jill came tumbling after. Bitsy Spider. The message in this nursery rhyme is resilience. And since it is so popular, this is also a fun rhyme to teach in Spanish. Otra vez 
Bitsy spider went up the water spout. Down came the rain and washed the spider out. Out came the sunshine and dried up all the rain. And the itsy bitsy spider climbed up the spout again. Itsy bitsy spider, itsy bitsy spider, itsy bitsy spider, itsy bitsy spider, itsy bitsy spider. Keep climbing, don't stop, don't stop, keep climbing. 
A popular French nursery rhyme is Fred and Jacques. Fred and Jacques, Fred and Jacques. Dormez-vous, dormez-vous. Sonnez les matines, sonnez les matines. Ding, dang, dong, ding, dang, dong. Which means in English, are you sleeping? Are you sleeping, Brother John, Brother John? Morning bells are ringing. Morning bells are ringing. Ding, ding, dong. Ding, ding, dong. Nursery rhymes are different from fairy tales. Nursery rhymes are usually poems, have fewer words, and are suitable for short attention spans. Fairy tales are narratives. For example, the story of The Three Little Pigs is considered to be a fairy tale. It does not fit the criteria of a fable because it was not written specifically to teach a lesson or a moral. The Three Little Pigs by Paul Galdon Once upon a time, there was an old sow with three little pigs. She had no money to keep them, so she sent them off to seek their fortune. The first little pig met a man with a bundle of straw and said to him, Please, man, give me that straw to build me a house. So the man did, and the little pig built his house with it. Along came a wolf. He knocked at the door and said, Little pig, little pig, let me come in. No, 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 said the little pig, not by the hair of my chinny chin chin. Then I'll huff and I'll puff and I'll blow your house in, said the wolf. So the wolf huffed and he puffed, and he blew the house in. And he ate up the first little pig. 
The second little pig met a man with a bundle of sticks and said, Please, man, give me those sticks to build me a house. So the man did, and the little pig built his house with them. Then along came the wolf and said, Little pig, little pig, let me come in. No, 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 not by the hair of my chinny chin chin. Then I'll huff and I'll puff and I'll blow your house in, said the wolf. So he huffed and he puffed and he huffed and he puffed. And at last he blew the house in and he ate up the second little pig. The third little pig met a man with a load of bricks and said, Please, man, give me those bricks to build me a house. So the man did, and the little pig built his house with them. Soon the same wolf came along and said, Little pig, little pig, let me come in. No, 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 not by the hair of my chinny chin chin. Then I'll huff, and I'll puff, and I'll blow your house in, said the wolf. Well, he huffed, and he puffed, and he huffed, and he puffed, and he huffed, and he puffed. But he could not blow the house in. At last, the wolf stopped huffing and puffing and said, Little pig, I know where there is a nice field of turnips. Where? said the little pig. On Mr. Smith's farm, said the wolf. I will come for you tomorrow morning. We will go together and get some turnips for dinner. <laughs> Very well, said the little pig. What time will you come? Oh, at six o'clock, said the wolf. Well, the little pig got up at five. He went to Mr. Smith's farm and got the turnips before the wolf came to his house. Little pig, are you ready? Asked the wolf. The little pig said, Ready! I have been and come back again, and I got a nice pot full of turnips for my dinner. Well, the wolf was very angry, but then he thought of another way to get the little pig. So he said, Little pig, I know where there is a nice apple tree. Where? said the pig. Down at Merry Garden.
replied the wolf. I will come for you at five o'clock tomorrow morning, and we will get some apples. Well, the little pig got up the next morning at four o'clock and went off for the apples. He wanted to get back home before the wolf came, but it was a long way to Merry Garden, and then he had to climb the tree. Just as he was climbing back down with his basket full of apples, he saw the wolf coming. Little pig, the wolf said, "You got here before me. Are the apples nice?" "Yes, very," said the little pig. "I will throw one down to you." And he threw the apple as far as he could throw, while the wolf ran to pick it up. The little pig jumped down and ran home. The next day, the wolf came again and said to the little pig, "Little pig, there is a fair at Shanklin this afternoon. Would you like to go?" "Oh yes." Said the little pig, "When will you come and get me?" At three," said the wolf. Well, the little pig went off at two o'clock and bought a butter churn at the fair. He was going home with it when he saw the wolf coming. The little pig jumped into the butter churn to hide. The churn fell over and rolled down the hill with the little pig in it. This frightened the wolf so much that he turned around and ran home. Later, the wolf went to the little pig's house and told him what had happened. A great round thing came rolling down the hill right at me. The wolf said, "Ha ha ha." I frightened you then," said the little pig. "I went to the fair and bought a butter churn. When I saw you, I got into it and rolled down the hill." The wolf was very angry indeed. "I'm going to climb down your chimney and eat you up," he said. He hung a pot full of water in the fireplace. Then he built a blazing fire. When the little pig heard the wolf on the roof, he hung a pot full of water in the fireplace. Then he built a blazing fire. Just as the wolf was coming down the chimney, the little pig took the cover off the pot. And in fell the wolf. The little pig quickly put the cover again, put on the cover again, boiled up the wolf, and ate him for supper. And the little pig lived happily ever afterward. The end. No, not.
Learning Center STEM Academy. Math Adventures for Young Minds, the segment where we make learning math fun and exciting. Today, our lesson will be dedicated to counting to 50 and learning multiplication facts 5 and 6. Grab your thinking caps and get ready for a fantastic math adventure. Stand up. Let's count. You can do it. You can do it. You can do it. You can do it. All right, friends. I hope you're ready because today we're going to count to 50. Ready? Let's go. Stopping counts 50. Stopping counts 50. Stopping counts 50. Stopping counts 50. 
Multiplication is like a superpower that helps us solve problems and understand the world around us. It's a secret code to unlocking new possibilities. By knowing your multiplication facts, you can figure out how many items you have, how many groups are formed, and so much more. Let's start with the number five. Marvelous five. Imagine you have five bowls and each bowl has four shiny marbles. How many marbles do you have in total? You have five bowls and each bowl has four shiny marbles. How many marbles do you have in total? It's like adding four marbles five times. Four plus four plus four plus four plus four equals 20. Five times four equals 20. So you have 20 marbles in total. Five times one is five, five times two is ten, five times three is fifteen, multiply by five, five times four is twenty, five times five is twenty-five, five times six is thirty, multiply by five, five times seven is thirty-five, five times eight is forty, five times nine is forty-five, multiply by five. Five times eleven is fifty-five. Five times twelve is sixty. Multiply by five. Five, ten, fifteen, twenty, twenty-five, thirty, thirty-five, forty, forty-five, fifty, fifty-five, sixty. Multiply by five. Let's move to the number six. Imagine you have six baskets filled with three juicy apples each. How many apples in all? You have six baskets filled with three juicy apples each. How many apples do you have in total? It's like adding three apples, six times three plus three plus three plus three plus three plus three equals 18. Six times three equals 18. So you have 18 apples in total. One is six, six times two is twelve, six times three is eighteen, multiply by six, six times four is twenty-four, six times five is thirty, six times six is thirty-six, multiply by six, six times seven is forty. 
seven is sixty-six. Six times twelve is seventy-two. Multiply by six. Six, twelve, eighteen, twenty-four, thirty, thirty-six, forty-two, forty-eight, fifty-four, sixty, sixty-six, seventy-two. Multiply by six. Remember, practice makes perfect. Take some time each day to review and memorize your multiplication facts. You can use flashcards, play fun math games, or ask your parents or teachers for help. And don't forget, mistakes are a part of learning. So keep trying and don't give up. The Civil Rights Movement was a pivotal era in the United States, a time when individuals stood up against racial segregation and fought for equality and justice for all. While many prominent figures led to this charge, we often overlook the significant contributions of young people. Young activists played a crucial role by sparking change through their passion, determination, and unwavering belief in justice. They organized protests, sit-ins, and demonstrations advocating for equal rights in schools, public places, and society as a whole. Kids change the world? It all started with a trip. The year was 1958. A little girl named Ayana Najuma was seven years old. She and 19 other kids went on a trip far from their home in Oklahoma. They went up north to New York City. In New York, the kids noticed something white people and African-American people could use the same water fountains. They could eat in the same restaurants. They could even sleep next door to each other in hotels. That may not sound strange to you, but it was strange to Ayana and her friends. They were African-American kids from the South. At that time, the Southern part of our country was segregated. That means that African-American people and white people were kept apart. In Oklahoma City, where the kids lived, water fountains had signs that said whites only. African-American kids and white kids couldn't go to school together. They couldn't eat in the same restaurants. The kids were amazed at how different New York City was from the South. When they got back to Oklahoma, they said, why do we have to live this way? They knew the way their community was set up was wrong. White people had more rights than African-American people. The kids made a plan to fix things, but would it work? 
The kids decided to get the restaurants to change so that African-American people were allowed to eat in them. It could be dangerous to try to do that. Many people would be angry, but the kids were brave. They planned a sit-in. At a sit-in, you sit in a restaurant and ask to be served. You don't leave until you are served. It's a peaceful way to change something that is unfair. The kids went into training with a group of African-American adults. In training, these adults taught the kids about nonviolence. They taught them about Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Many people didn't want African-American people to eat in a whites-only restaurant. The kids learned that people would be unkind. The kids learned that they had to stay calm and be peaceful, no matter how badly others behaved. In training, the adults yelled at the kids. They threw water on them. The kids practiced being calm and not yelling back. Soon, they were ready to do their first sit-in. The kids' first sit-in was at the cat's lunch counter. It was a whites-only restaurant. Ayana went with about 12 other kids. They all wore their best clothes. They went in and sat down. They were polite. Ayana asked for a hamburger and a Coke. The waitress said, no. The other customers were angry. They didn't like that African-American kids were trying to change the restaurant. They did not want it to be integrated so that everyone was allowed to eat there. The other customers yelled at the kids. They poured ketchup and coffee on them. Oyana says, I wasn't scared. I knew I was doing the right thing. The kids didn't yell. They didn't fight. They sat quietly and talked with each other. They had brought magazines and coloring books. At the end of the day, the restaurant closed. The kids had to go. The next day, they went back. They ordered food again. No one gave it to them, but they were not going to give up. They were determined. On the third day, the kids ordered food. This time, the waitress brought it to them. From that day on, the cat's lunch counter was integrated. Anyone could eat there. The kids were so happy. They had made one place in their community better. Ayana had learned something. She says, I was little, but my voice was just as important as everyone else's voice. But their work wasn't done. So many restaurants in their community were segregated. Over the next six years, the kids did sit-ins at many restaurants. More and more kids joined each time. The restaurant owners got pretty clever about trying to keep the kids away. At one restaurant, workers took away all the chairs. There was no place to sit. But would that stop the kids? No. Ayana's little sister, Lana, had the right idea. When she didn't have a chair to sit on, she just leaned on the table. 
In most places, people wouldn't let the kids use the bathroom. That wasn't going to stop the kids either. One by one, the kids integrated the restaurants in their town. The kids had changed their city. One small group of kids had made their community better for everyone. They may have been little, but their voices were huge. The Greensboro Four, a group of four African-American college students who ignited the civil rights movement in 1960. Tired of racial segregation at a Woolworths lunch counter, they peacefully sat down, inspiring others to join their cause. Young people across the nation followed suit challenging segregationist policies. The struggle for fair and equal treatment of blacks in the United States, highlighted by the civil rights movement of the 1950s and 60s, made its gains through thousands of grassroots efforts across the country. One of the most significant events of the civil rights movement was the lunch counter sit-in at the Greensboro F.W. Woolworth store that began on February 1st, 1960. That afternoon, Four black students from nearby A&T State University bought items at the downtown store and then took seats at the whites-only lunch counter. Their requests for service were ignored and the manager closed the store early. They returned the next day with more students and continued to come back with growing support of churches and community members. News stories about the Greensboro sit-in inspired similar actions in dozens of other cities and drew attention to the injustice of Jim Crow laws that kept blacks from using libraries, parks, swimming pools, theaters, and even water fountains in the same way as whites. By appealing to students, sit-ins drew young people into the civil rights movement. They also demonstrated the power of nonviolent resistance to institutionalized oppression. The Children's Crusade in Birmingham, Alabama in 1963 is another testament to young courage. Thousands of students some as young as elementary school age, marched, sang freedom songs, and faced brutal police resistance. Their determination shed light on the injustice and pressured authorities to rethink segregation. The Birmingham, Alabama Children's Crusade, launched by Dr. Martin Luther King and the Southern Christian Leadership Conference, also known as SCLC, brought national and global attention to the civil rights struggle in the United States. On May 2nd, 1963, black children who were trained in nonviolent tactics walked out of their classes and assembled at the 16th Street Baptist Church to march to downtown Birmingham. More than 700 children protesting racial segregation were arrested, blasted with fire hoses, clubbed by police, and attacked by police dogs. On May 3, 1963, hundreds more children began to march. Commissioner of Public Safety Eugene Bull Connor ordered police and firemen to attack the children with high-pressure hoses, batons, and police dogs. Images of the children being brutally assaulted by the police appeared on television and in newspapers across the country and world, provoking global outrage. 
Dr. King was also jailed during those protests and in response to criticism, wrote his famous letter from a Birmingham jail. The United States Department of Justice soon intervened. The campaign to desegregate Birmingham ended on May 10, 1963, with an agreement that SCLC would halt demonstrations in exchange for city officials releasing the jailed protesters and desegregating downtown stores. A week and a half later, the Birmingham Board of Education announced that all children who participated in the march would be suspended or expelled from school. A federal district court upheld the ruling, but a U.S. Court of Appeals reversed that decision. It is crucial to understand that young activists weren't just bystanders. They were powerful agents of change. Their fearlessness and determination opened eyes, shattered barriers, and propelled the movement forward. Now, let's draw lessons from the past into the present. Young people today can make a difference, just like those before them. Social media, artistic expression, and peaceful assembly remain potent tools for advocating justice, equality, and human rights. How can you contribute? Educate yourselves about the struggle and triumphs of the civil rights movement. Engage in open conversations about inequality and discrimination. Stand up against injustices and support organizations that promote equal rights. Remember, the civil rights movement is a testament to the power of collective action and to young people who were a driving force and created lasting change. Young people, embrace your voices, passions, and creativity to continue the fight for a more just and equitable world. One day, when the glory comes, it will be ours, it will be ours. Oh, one day, when the war is won, we will be sure, we will be And you're proud, hands up If you wanna make a change, I'm my leader, stand up Look, I'm tired of seeing my people on the news Texting my friends, hoping they're okay too And yeah, we get that all lives matter But I get to choose the color of my skin So how does that matter? Your job is to serve and protect me So where's the protection? I only dying from racism and COVID infections Can't get snacks like Trayvon Get some sleep like Rihanna The more they kill us off We're losing our mothers and fathers Listen, we will enough be enough 
I shouldn't be afraid that I'm next to go and handcuff Look, it's time to team up and stop the cruelty My boy is up and I see him walking towards me Walking, yelling no justice, no peace Kneeling, until my people reach equality of Mrs. Bernice Presley, you are someone special. Thank you for listening.